What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport, where I'm here with two-time world champion Earl Kunkel. Maybe eventually three, if you can get your act together, Dane. <laughs> I was just mastering sports just now. Oh. Having True a master never masters it. That's fair. I was I was mastering. I was in the process. Oh, all right, of good. I like I was, that. I was building towards mastery. Yeah. I like that you being a more active voice or whatever. <laughs> However, that works. Yeah, I wanted. So you didn't really give me any feedback. I wanted to share the uh, the you story. Wanted, do you want to share the story yes, with everyone? So, so let me retell it real quick. Okay. Dane's young son. Well, not his youngest, but his middle son beat up a kid older than him that was <laughs> bigger than him. Yeah, the him dad up. got upset that his son was crying, <laughs> wanted Dane to discipline his son. Dane found out the real story. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, tell the real story, Dane. So the real story is <laughs> so this guy literally we're at a we're at my niece's first soccer game. First though you have to tell him how big this guy is cuz that was one of the first <laughs> things you told me. <laughs> So Dane's already sizing him up. No, I feel bad because if someone's short and they're watching this or listening, they're going to be like, yo, F Dane. He Some sucks. of the strongest people you know are short. True. They're so, weightlifters. Uh, this guy's like, I mean, I just gave away too. So this guy's walking. I, I see my son's, my son walks like exactly like me. Toes out, yeah. just flailing all over the place. And I can see it's Sanderson and his outline, and there's a dude. And how old is he? He's only six. He's, he just turned seven. Just turned Literally like a week say. ago. Yeah. So he's, he's seven years old, and he's walking over with this guy. And he is a – dude, he's out there. Like, he's one of those kids who just does whatever he wants. Yeah. When I came to your place for, before the tool show – Yeah. He he came up and started just showing me his Pokemon card. Yeah. Like, like, he's like – whatever's on the, the yeah. his brain, he's just doing. So – I, I was like, okay, maybe this guy who's walking over who happens to be 5'4". <laughs> and you didn't know him, right? Like, I had no idea who he was. So and you're I, like, what's like, going on here? Initially, my dude, so my whole goal was I was going into this phone, or phone conversation. I was going to go into this conversation like, I can't get mad at this guy. I can't get mad at this dude. I need to just pretend like what he says matters and deal with it later with Sanderson. Cause yeah. Sanderson also is good at, he's got a short memory. Like he'll just move to the next thing and like, he'll be upset for 20 minutes and then he'll move on. Um, so he's like, well, you know, they're getting a little, he, he got a little rough and, and you know, tell, tell your dad what he did. And so Sanderson's like, I pushed this kid I, and I was like, what were you doing? And he tells me he was playing like, king of the mountain like yeah. so i'm sort of standing there like oh my gosh is this really what happened like this there's got to be more to this story but then i was like seriously did you apologize to him like the kid was upset he was crying did you talk to him he's like no i didn't yeah i kept playing Dad. yeah I, like, I, I kept hanging out so the kid the you know my my other son lincoln comes over my oldest well, sanderson's got upset at one point though right yeah like, he, 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 he was he was upset he was gonna be in trouble from you because here's an another adult yeah and like his dealings with adults mainly are like you know Discipline. grandpa grandma yeah you mom and school right yes yes so, so this like, is another dude yeah he's never really had you know coaches like, too yeah yeah he's never really had like an outsider our neighbor here so my neighbor has a son who's literally three days younger than than sanderson and they're like like tight so 
and, but Steve, my neighbor's never said anything about Sanderson. He's yeah. just like, dude, he's he's crazy. So he was upset for sure. Lincoln comes over like 20, 30 seconds later. After this guy leaves. like After he leaves. You appease him. You're like, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, buddy, yeah. I'll talk to him. Yeah. yeah, you and your tough camo hat. Like, yeah. sorry, bud. Wait. Was it a Carhartt? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, so Lincoln comes over and he's like, "Dad, Sanderson didn't even do anything. He was just like, we're playing King of the Mountain. That kid got to the top after Sanderson, and he pushed him off the top, and that's how this hill was set up. And it is a steep hill, but they were also playing King of the Mountain, like." You know what you're signing up it's, for. It's kind of a violent game. Yeah, it's called King of the Mountain. You literally push people off the hills. So. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else played it. Oh, we played it all the time. I played it as a kid. I, I think, it was, And it was violent. Yeah. It, and it's like if you wrestled, like that's when you got to use your moves. Like, yeah. I will get everybody off of this. And if you're on the king, like everyone's gunning for you once you're on the top. Yeah, so then they're trying to take you off. If the kid was on the top, be happy only one person like won at yeah, you instead of like. Yeah, that's fair everyone playing I, at least that was what i thought when i played it I, I think what's weird for me is that it's easy when you don't know someone a, a kid it's very easy anybody right it's you know even me pinning stuff on this guy i don't know the guy right maybe he had good intentions at heart i doubt it but whatever <laughs> well he was kind of snitch if you think about you all, it he was like ratting out the one kid who was tougher than the other kid that's sort of what my what caitlin said was like i mean if the kid ran and told the dad and the dad ran and told on the kid on Sanderson, like yeah. it just tells you what the the kid learned that from his bitch dad. Yeah. And so like, I always think games like that, you know, they're self-regulated. There's mayhem go like when kids play, if you have someone who's a bully, you usually don't play with a bully because there's a group. There's like a group of yeah. ten. It'll be like, no, that kid can get out of here. He's an or asshole. they'll they'll get him when he's yeah, up on top. It, one yeah, point. exactly. Like, it, it, it's it, almost like, you ever go like a how am I say it? I've seen it in like a mosh pit. Yeah, where someone's right. a little too over the top violent. Yeah. Yep, and you'll see other people start yes. targeting that, that guy. person. Yeah, and multiple people will. Yeah, take and it. it's yeah. just like, all right. Yeah, let's you know, go. You're tough. Let's see it. Yeah, and. And, and that that's, can, that's king that's of the mountain. That's adults, too, yeah. doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Children do it very well. Yeah. I, I think what stinks is, like, I was standing there, and my initial response... You knew they were playing that, too, yeah, right? I, you were just more I, in tune with your what your niece was doing. Like, right. You were there. I saw them at first, because this, this is where they play consistently, so they usually will treat it like... Uh, uh, I just said the... Uh, what was the, the wall? The... Uh, the wall that they have in America. Oh, like a Ninja. military when they like come. Run yeah, they up run up and they grab it and they try and get up over. Uh, but that was only one side of the hill, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I like but when you're they talking go play about there. like seven year olds and ten year olds running up to this and yes. doing that. So it's not really that high. A war. It's, it's called a warp wall. So okay. like, it it maybe eight feet. Not not crazy, but it's high for a kid. I mean, yeah. it, it's high where like. You and I would still have to, like, climb up over it, but it wouldn't be that hard. But it's high enough for when you're that age, you're going to have a lot of fun. And the one thing is that when when we go to these games there, <clears throat> people always complain that kids aren't outside enough. Right. The thing that I enjoy is that my kids will either climb up there and they'll look at Sanderson's Pokemon cards on top of the hill. They'll wrestle on top of the hill and, and play King of the Mountain. Or they'll have races to see who can get up at the fastest. So it's like... 
I like seeing the fact that they're all all these kids from all these different schools are playing and they're having fun. Like it's sort of like, oh yeah, the kids still do play and they still do go outside. And then this jackass comes in and does Yeah. I I think what was interesting <laughs> is that he then left and came back and when he came back, my mom was like eyeing him down because my mom <laughs> my mom found the kid and was like, That kid's at least nine and this is what Sanderson had or Lincoln Lincoln was the one who said this. How old are you? Yeah. And so my mom wanted to confirm, like, I just want to make sure it wasn't, like, a five-year-old. Yeah. And she's like, dude, the kid's probably 20 pounds heavier than Sanderson. Like, what's that dude's deal? But I think – I guess the overarching lesson for me was I was proud of myself because I didn't smash the dude. I I knew – the Ver- rage in my stomach was you all just verbally good. smashed. I, I don't well, think you- that was part of it. Yeah, I was like, I, I, yeah, I would not have physically done anything. Yeah. I was just like, man, if I went up to somebody, I guess, I guess here's the thing: is like, if I saw it with my own eyes, a wrongdoing, yeah, I would try to hold the kid accountable. So because of what I do to make money, I don't have problems disciplining. Others, other yeah. kids, well, when, when they're like legitimately need to be disciplined, right? But at the same time, I can recognize well they're playing right now. Let's see how they work it out. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Because um, you can't always be asking for a mediator to come in, right? Like, so that's part of growing up, like learning how to deal with stuff. That was one thing I brought up to Caitlin was that this fall the twins, you know, they're three years old. They they weren't three yet. They were climbing a ladder and they were on a ladder at like eight feet. And there's a, this is on a slide, and a kid came up over the top and came down and started to like kick at Keenan's feet or yeah. his, his uh, hands, and this kid was probably like five or six, and I was like, "Yo, let him get up there or tell him to get down. Don't kick at his hands; he's gonna fall right. off." That would be how I mean. That is how I handled that situation, and the kid looked at me like, "Oh, yeah, damn, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that guy was gonna and call like, me too, out." Like, five-year-old kid yeah probably doesn't know better right exactly there's no harm being done saying yeah. hey there's other kids there. yeah like let them go change your behavior right now so like i was trying to reason like was i being a bitch when i said that and i, I guess it's interesting as a parent it's like towing the line of letting your kids i mean you you want your kids to experience hardship so they yeah. grow um you also don't want them to, especially when they're two and a half, fall and break their bones. So you are, you do have a protective yeah. mechanism in there. But it's like finding that gray area of, like, let it go. Just just let that go. Yeah, and it, I bet the kid stopped doing it, right, when you said Yeah, the, the kid yeah. did stop doing it and then started to play with them after that, I think, because he realized, like, you know, he's five years old. He just yeah. – they just literally need a nudge in one way or right. the other. No. And back to, like, Sanderson's incident – yeah. At least this is my thought is the one the one dude like took his kids thing and it was like, well, why were you playing if you couldn't hang with it? Well, that was because yeah. like I could see my son get him pushed down and start crying. Yeah. And come over and I'd be like, what's wrong? Like he want to tell me what's wrong. And he say something. And I'd be like, well, were you playing? Right. Right. Oh, we were playing. I would have been like, well, that's the game, dude. Like, get over it. Right. Like either you can't hang and move on. Or go back and like and try and re reestablish yeah. yourself in the community of, right. of like nine year olds or whatever. And at least that's me. Yeah, like the way yeah. I would have handled that, I would have been like, "Dude, you were playing a game and you're crying now because the other kid was playing the game. Like, come on, <laughs> grow up, you seven year old." Yeah, 
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, that's what I would have said to him. It's yeah. Like, I don't know. Toughen up. And my, my kid, my kid is very. I. Right now, he's not like tough. Like. Yeah. He went for like he wrestled. He did it more just because it was something fun to do. He wasn't that great at it, but also too, he's seven. He only yeah, did yeah, it whatever. like they practice like once a week, twice a week. Right. Like, right. And every now and then it'd be like canceled and just be like, all right, show up. Let's see how you do. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I like. I, and he has two sisters, and neither one of them, and they're like so age different apart too. Yeah. It's not like, oh, let's see, how, like, let's beat up. You know what him. it's like having an older brother. Right, right. I had a younger brother who was only two years, young, but it's like, you get it. You yeah. had an older brother whooped on you too. And my sister did. Oh, because she was four years, so it was like. Oh yeah, you couldn't mess. Yeah, it was, dude. It was literally until I would literally start. My first experience of lifting was because my sister used to hit me, and she would punch so hard, and she would lift with my dad. She could punch so hard that by the time I was like eleven or twelve, I was like, I gotta start lifting so that she stops like doing this. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I just figured it was a it's a it was an interesting story. And the funny thing is if it was Lincoln, this is where personality types come in. If it was Lincoln, I would have to tell like tell Lincoln later in the evening, like, hey, don't worry about that that scenario. Like this doesn't I, I don't think you were in the wrong. Yeah. Where was Sanderson? He forgot about it. Had I brought it up, he might have gotten upset again. Like, man, yeah, I didn't. Like, I don't know what what you know what that guy was was saying. But even just not bringing it up, he's already moved on and like, yeah, you know, he's got a short memory. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had some growth there, Dane. <laughs> I feel the the moral of this story is you didn't yell at the smaller man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's really the moral. <laughs> yeah. That's the lesson here is just yeah. like, yeah, I feel well, like, well, what was funny is that Caitlin's first thing was, I'm proud of you. You handled that really well. And I'm like, what the, am I the child here? Like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, Dane, it's, in some ways you are the child there. Yeah. You know, I know. There, there's like the one, I think it's like a meme or a quote or whatever i'll quote it where it's like kids growing up never realize their parents are still growing up too yeah exactly yeah that's you that's me well that's me because dude my first instinct what caitlin basically said this to me afterwards was like she was waiting for me to just start terrorizing him politically and like challenging his whole life yeah literally undressing him verbally in public like (laughs) that would have been so that would have been bad. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it. It would have been humiliating my, for that My man. sister's on the other side. She coaches the soccer team, and her brother's over fighting some guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a scene that would have been. Yeah, that would have been bad. So that bad, didn't happen. Bad local PR day. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole family would have just been shaking their head at My it. dad would have stepped in and stopped it. He would have been. He would not have let it go down. He would. Your dad would have had to like grip you up like you were still a child. Yes. Day. Yeah, he was just like... He actually was like, what was that guy's deal? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I can just picture the dude, too. So, what do they call it? It's not qu- It's I want to call it like a helicopter. It's more like the snow plow. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, any type of problem. Let me just move it out of your way. Yeah, kid. yeah, let yeah. Let me deal yes. with it. And yep. it's like, oh, yeah, man. Dane, I was going to ask you for our starting conversation. Okay. What type of grades you got in elementary school? In elementary school? school. Oh, all the way up. Yeah, like, just real quick, you can tell it, because I have a point to this story. <laughs> so when we were in elementary question. school, we got outstanding or satisfactory or something below that. 
and I remember in second grade I got an S and you were you were just satisfactory. I remember thinking like, dude, my brother and sister never had S's ever. Oh. So that was my first inkling. Um middle school Middle school I remember I got like a B minus in algebra. Um but I did have a really good al- algebra teacher. He was like the the highest level of math that I got through that I still remember being like, I yeah. get this. Uh, but my grades were probably like straight B's. High school. It's not really bad, Dane. I mean, I'm just comparing myself to my brother yeah. and my sister. High school, <laughs> this, is, this is actually funny. High school, uh, second quarter. So this is like start of or end of football season going into wrestling. Uh-huh. I had a two nine one GPA, and my dad was basically like, "If you ever get under a three zero again, like you're done. I will take everything away from you." Man. So from that point on, I had like a three zero to like a three three. I had a higher GPA in college. I graduated college. Living dangerously there, Dane. Yeah, with a higher GPA than I did in high school. Nice. Keep in mind, my brother and my sister were both county spelling bee champions. Yeah. And I didn't even like make it out of like the second round of the of the school. My wife always tells me she was the second grade spelling bee champion. <laughs> My sister beat a Rhodes Scholar in the spelling bee. Brandon wow. Miller, Rhodes Scholar, look him up. That's she pretty... beat him. Yeah, so that's nice. like who I'm. I was never like the best in school, but I was never the worst. I feel like I was more like your siblings in school. I was run of the mill um, until. My senior year, because I got when I got accepted into school, I was yeah. Like, you're like yeah, that's it. Let me just pass. Yeah, maybe that's how I should just I should have answered the question with I didn't get into Penn State on my own. <laughs> they had th- they have things called slots <laughs> that yeah. they reserve for people like me. <laughs> eh, you were that was scholarship was, though. You had other yeah. I was slotted. Like, other traits they wanted for yeah. you. My my uh, my. My my scores my uh, grade scores were sixty two feet and six inches. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got on my that's what I got on my SATs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's a good answer. My point was so like I got decent grades like K through twelve. Yeah. Like top five ten percent five percent of my class ten percent. Like Did I'm, you wear one of those gold things? I don't remember. Yeah, I remember though. I, I remember also, I didn't. I was also bad in high school. That's like, where I, I got like I excelled on getting in school suspension and. Stuff I didn't. Like they that. didn't have ATS, but I would get okay. OTS. Okay. Because I, I would throw. I would go to blows with people. Like I wasn't. I didn't hesitate. Yeah. Um. Also, too. Um. I don't do that anymore. But I was bad in school. I also would get familiar with teachers. Like I was just. I was a little too overconfident. <laughs> And not like in a like I was just smug. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, whatever. Some of the some of them I don't think are the best people. Right, right. And I don't know. I probably wasn't the best kid either. I, like I was totally disrespectful. So <laughs> they should have disrespected me every chance they got. <laughs> but in my mind, like they did something to disrespect me, and then I just fed into it. I was just like, all right, right here we go. Folly of youth. Anyway, I did well in school. I did well in college too. Like I, I don't think I was. What's the like, the second best one? I was like a three six or something okay. like that. I wasn't. You weren't. Yeah, like, 
Suma or yeah. No, I got one of those. I forget which one it was though. Yeah. See, I don't even remember. Yeah. Magnet yeah. Suma Cum Laude. And then I did um, my grad school. Actually, I progressively did worse, but it was in grad school, and I know this seems forever late, but where I I had the big epiphany, like. You know this grade is just like the authority figure saying what they think you deserve and has no bearing on what I actually learned. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Like where I just said it to myself and I stopped caring about grades. Yeah. Ever since then, I have never got anything less than a 4.0 taking a class. Yeah, that's interesting. Which actually. is crazy. So it's I'm like just a, like, eh, I know what I learned. You're learn. more focused on what you're learning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it, the grade doesn't matter at all. You give me this. I'm like, eh, don't care. Yeah. I did my learning. Yeah. So, what happened was I learned how to auto-regulate my learning. Oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. where I'm going? Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, Garage Strength with Dane, yeah. every athlete is asked to auto-regulate. Yeah. Um, Dane, you want to explain what auto-regulating is? Yeah, so, like, uh, a good example would be if we are – in the middle of a session with throwers or weightlifters, it'll be, all right, you know, we're going to go up to a heavy double. And so basically each, let's say we do five doubles by like the third, fourth, fifth set. I, I want them to be at a certain, you know, certain goal. So let's say we're doing five doubles on bench press and maybe the best bench for that individual, the best double is 485. Well, by the fourth or fifth set, I want them to hit like, 500 try to hit 500 so it's like actually sam did this yesterday you know he and i talked beforehand um because i was actually filming a video while he was lifting so beforehand it was all right go for a 500 pound double have your last double that you hit before that be like 470 and then jump jump 30 pounds of 500 uh so that was his fifth set so it's sort of like based on how he felt and we also put in there all right if you if 470 is a struggle drop down just hit like 420 for one more double and move on and so it's like what we're trying to do is each day how are that how how have they recovered how do they feel in general you know did they have caffeine or not and then base it off of the goal for the day do we want you to just get a lot of volume work or a lot of technical work at a specific you know weight range and that's where you could assign a, a percentage to them but sometimes like that percentage might be too low than what they could actually handle if they're feeling really good. Yeah. So I try to find like this daily fine line of, of pushing them a bit. Right. So the auto regulation, right? Let's them go when they got it. Yeah. And let's them pull back when they when don't. They don't. Right. And so it almost builds in. I don't know if this is right, but it, it builds in recovery days when needed yeah. without saying, like, here's a recovery day. And it pushes people. Yeah. As, especially you can push people really well to a point where, like, dude, Haley hit five uh, clean and jerks. Like, literally one set of five clean and jerks at 100 kilos on Sunday. And she did five plus one, right? Yeah. Okay. She did not want to do anything on Monday, like nothing. And so I'm like, all right, let's see how her snatches go. She's snatching pretty well. She like looks, looks good. But I basically just said, all right, let's in my mind ahead of time. She went heavy yesterday. Let's just get her, get her through these snatches, like six triples getting technique work in. But then when we went in, she's doing low hand cleans. And I'm like, dude, she's moving well. And she's doing triples, which is the day after. You know, and she did a set of five at 100, which is very heavy. 
but she was moving well. So I'm like, yo, let's, let's push this up to like 95, 96. And that's what she hits. And like, she would never have done that without me pushing that. Yeah. So you can find like just teeter on that breaking yeah, point. Essentially. Here's the edge of going too far. All yeah. right. So before we like dive, dive into auto regulation, what's the draw of actually using percentages? Like, why do you think people do it? Like, and it can't be wrong because it does work. Yeah, it does. It definitely does work. I think it's it's systematic. It's a little bit. It's easier. It's easier to fit everybody into that area of like. Um, and do, I'm not saying. Also, I want to be clear. Like, I do use percentages like mentally. Yes. When I'm doing things, and I'll I'll think about the actual lifter and what what their tendencies are with their strength numbers to the competitive movements or the variations. So I do have that in my mind when I'm making these decisions. Uh, the draw to the to using the percentages is it just, it makes it, I think it makes it a little bit easier, um, especially if you can't be on site with them or holding their hand all the way through the training session. Um, it makes it more consistent amongst the programs with, with your different athletes. Uh, dude, sometimes if I have needy, actually I do this with throwers sometimes if I can't stand talking to them every single set because I yeah. think the throwers should have more autonomy themselves. Uh, I'll literally just put percentage ranges in for like two throwers who I hope aren't listening to this because they're going to know I'm talking <laughs> about them just because I get to the point where I'm like, dude, you don't need to ask me. You're a thrower. Yeah. You know what the goal of this session is. Like, it says it at the top of the paper. Like, this is the session's goal today. Here's more information for you. Yeah. Like, you know that. You don't need me to talk to you every time. Yeah. So, quick aside, I remember when you started using percentages with what you gave me, and I hated it immediately. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. <laughs> it was like, just let me auto-regulate. Yeah, figure it's it so out. so much more fun. Yeah. I can go heavy, and then when I'm trying not to go heavy, I don't go, have to go as heavy as you have it percentage-wise here. I was So I was actually going to – yeah, one, to echo Earl, that does tend to be people who are used to auto-regulating, then they get like, oh, man, really? You're confining me here? Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting is like – so Haley's a good example tonight was I knew – she had five triples at the same weight front squats. And I wanted – she's done like 13 or 12 in the past. I wanted to push it to 15 and see if she could get it all the way across. So I just had her stay at a very easy weight on the variation of snatches that we were using. Uh, and then she I knew she had no feet power clean, so that wouldn't be heavy. But the snatches that I wanted to do, I wanted them to be lighter all the way across, thinking about – I really wanted to push her front squat. Okay. So that's where I do think like the auto regulating with a coach can pay off big time because the coach might be thinking about the front squat, but yeah. the athlete's only thinking about the snatch. That's probably why my um my clean and jerk and my squat always Correct, cuz you cause like I'm to snatch. Always just going yeah. ham on, on snatches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, "All right, I'm done." Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. All right, so Let's start with the problem of like someone new, right? And they're being introduced to auto-regulation. Like what are some of the hurdles you run into with them as athletes, both like in person 
and yeah. online. Okay, like, so that's very easy to answer. The The first question would be, or the first thing is, they go way too light. Like, way too light. Like, just where you're like, how are you going to get better? Like, and that's <laughs> when, you, when you use percentages and you go, that's like 60%. So then it's like, oh, okay. Well, then I might have somebody who's like, there's seven doubles, and they see a double and they think 85 to 90 percent, and they go like right to that number, and then they're they're having miss after miss after miss, and it's like, dude, first of all, like, I have a whole chart on how you should be properly doing this, but it's like yeah. slowly build in, or you warm up, and then we go all across, and it's like, that's the second aspect is that. People don't limit their their number of fails. So, the one thing you just talked about there is like your idea of static. Yeah. Where you work at the same weight for all seven doubles, if you will. Yeah. Versus um, a ramp, where it's like there's a weight. You have seven doubles. Keep going as heavy as you can that day, essentially. Right. Um. That's what you were saying. Eh? That's all. I was just using your your fancy terminology. Yeah. That's in the yeah yeah the program and right anyone who is going to buy it yeah, just clarify it yeah yeah i like just ramping and and static. you would ramp all the time if you could i would ramp your a lot. fomo would kick in and you'd yeah be like, oh, let's just I, go i could pr today let's yeah. go for it i have i have gotten a little better so like actually a good example using haley tonight for the front squats was she hit four triples at 115 and she's like don't forget that one at 120 she goes i can i go up to 120 you know and by that point, she's got four triples in. Let's go to twenty, and she went and smacked it. And yeah, what that was easy, Dane. Yeah. So, so what I'm thinking about, I know you're trying to get me right now, with with like Dane. Why don't you push her a little more? What? Uh, <laughs> I thought she should have hit it for five. I mean, I think she could. <laughs> and, and my my whole lesson there is like, we've talked about this a little bit, where it's like sort of like a step loading. Like Soviets would do this a lot, where it'd be like get reps upon reps upon reps at a specific level and i do think that that's another aspect where it's like you get four or five or six sets at one point and all of a sudden it's like your body is just like boom like lights up and it triggers your nervous system to to be even more uh, effective so that the next couple sets you might have more in your tank at a higher weight than you otherwise would you know had you had you went all the way up right away without holding steady yeah sometimes it's fun to like this is just personal like but i guess it was kind of the same with Haley too like you, say you have seven singles or something and you hit three or four then it's like i have three more i'm gonna each one of those yeah. go heavier like yeah. hold static for a little bit get my rhythm going yeah see how you feel something where i'm mentally confident but my body still has to respond yes um and then go from there yeah i think that's one of the benefits behind I mean that that example right there is like, all right. Well, what what if you're what if instead of doing four doubles at a specific weight, what if your percentages say, well, you got to work up to eighty eight percent? Well, maybe you didn't you weren't ready for it yet, and like on the surface it would look like you weren't ready for eighty eight percent. But what if it was just well, you needed to establish take a couple. Dude, this is actually something I learned too uh, from Norik Vardanian is uh, warming him up at the Olympic trials in twenty sixteen. He missed 120 in the back and he's like starts freaking out wants me to rub his back blah 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 i rub his back because something was he was he actually had to get surgery on his back later on but his back was flaring up a uh -huh. little bit 
goes and he takes 120 and smokes it, right? He's like, I got to take it again. And I'm, like, counting on the board. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, dude, he's going to run out of warm-up time. He's like, no, I got to take it again. Hits 120. He had to take it again. I was like, dude, we can't take 30 if you take 20 again. He took 20 again and jumped right to 40 in snatch. This is not clean and jerk. This is snatch. Yeah. Smacks it a third time, but he, like, wanted to get rid of that, that miss. Jumps to 40, smacks 40, jumps to 50, smacks 50, jumps to 55, smacks 55, opens up, opens up at like 62. And we went 62, or maybe it was 63, 68, 72, broke the American record on his third attempt. And that's with a miss at 120 in the back. But that 120 miss, it was like he was so focused on getting those three those three reps in to like get rid of yeah, that he needed the rhythm the groove right. established again so on the surface that would appear like well he missed 120 there's no way he's going to snatch 172 but in reality he his body might have just needed those extra reps at 120 to wake up his technique and then it then it came yeah. into gear so nice. it was like lagging a little bit you know and that's just something that you can learn and and, and see like there is a point to to doing that so like some of the sometimes i i just feel like sometimes the percentage loading isn't as dynamic as it could be okay and also too i, I would think to be dynamic with percentages like would be a pain yeah you've got to be real meticulous about yeah. it yeah like i and Almost to the point where it like lacks the creativity that is programming and the artistic thing. That's the whole thing. I was just gonna say, it. It, like, dude, we we have to realize, like, yes, there's a lot of science behind training. There's a ton of science behind it, but it still comes back to like thirty, forty percent of it's art. It's like an art form. Yeah. So it's like, dude, you've got to be able to 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 adapt on the fly. And I can speak to personal but i'm sure other auto-regulated athletes could attest to this especially within your program that sort of autonomy if you will within it allows you to like paint your own notes back yeah yeah if you will like you feel things a little better yeah to the point where like you as programmer when you go and do the next cycle you're looking at their weight selections. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Now and I can see what they did. You can see what days they're better, what yeah. movements they excel at, which yeah. ones they like to go heavy in, where other ones are just like, you know. Yeah, it's just oh well, this pumping is the brakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I I agree with that because dude, Kate's a good one where I'll go in and I'll look at her numbers and I'll be like, okay, yeah. So when we did this on this day, then and then this here, this is what happened the next day, and you can start to like piece the puzzle together a yeah. little bit more. You, it, it almost an athlete who puts their numbers down allows the coach the programmer you you if you will more information to do the pattern recognition yeah. stuff yep to actually be better where if you're just giving me the percentage like i never communicate that to you right as the athlete right so in that sense like auto regulation opens up this whole other level of pro like more scientific programming right if you will even if like because you know how, like, you'll have the athletes that will talk to you too much. Like, the people you were, I don't want to say complaining about, but saying, like, oh, I'll give you percentage. I was complaining. They're, they're missing out on something yes. in that regard. Like, if they could understand, like. <clears throat> they're missing out on ownership of their own training. Yeah. And that's the whole problem. They're the same people, like, that struggle with getting into a competition. They don't have confidence in themselves. They're, they're second-guessing decisions. It's like, dude, take this steamroll your 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 movement and and learn from this process like 
The goal is that you are as good at programming for yourself as I am so that we then have two brains operating around. Like yeah. I can go to Sam Mattis and say, Sam, how are you feeling right now? And he'll be like, yo, for the next program, what do you think? X, Y, Z, this is what I want to do. And each year we've gotten tighter and tighter and tighter with it so that he is more autonomous with it. And he's essentially like a coach for himself while I'm also coaching him. So now we have two brains collaborating and that makes it a better environment. Yeah, and that feels more, it reminds me of when I read about Greg Popovich <coughs> yeah. and the way he interacts with Spurs and it makes yeah. me think about successful professional coaches, how much more they have to give up, if you will, yeah, and not be so like authoritative. Yeah just because of like the level you're dealing with and the knowledge base that athlete has right right like you can't be talking down to him the whole time like there there's almost i don't want to say this equal setting but there's it's very close it's much more yeah and it's like all right and then you see the people who have success it's more because they know how to interact with the person than how to tell them what to do right right yeah exactly and it's like it's more about bringing something out of them right I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. All right. I'm glad you agree with me. I feel better now. We're like a tribe. <laughs> I got up. your vote. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about people, the problem of getting them to buy into auto regulation. Like, I'm sure you have had athletes that, that don't like drag their feet on it. Yeah. Wouldn't like enter it really struggle to be like all right i can go and select my own weights uh, like and i know you govern too like yeah yeah i do wrong. most of that uh, don't i i get that but what were some of the things you did to try to get them to take more ownership of this and if you do i don't know this may be a little bit more negative so i don't want to necessarily well, the, put an athlete on the spot like no for me it's like well asking them how that feel like how'd that feel what okay. do you think you can do you know, that's like one thing I'm doing a lot with Ryan, the youth, you know, he's like 13, 14. It's like, Ryan, how'd that feel? Do you think you can push this? And I'll be like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, all right, well, let's try. I'll go like a kilo or two below what I want to push him to. And like tonight, again, he had, he had front squats. Dude, he got killed, killed by what I thought he could do. I thought he could hit 15. He's like my best ever uh, top, top triple 16. I thought he could get like four or three, three or four of them. And he got one set and it just died. No. Then, well, then he died at 110 then, too. He got, I think he got three sets and failed then he on died the fourth. At okay, yeah. so then he died at 10, though. And then I was like, dude, just go down 100 and hit two sets. Yeah, he he put a lot into it. Yeah, oh, that's the other thing is I know someone like him, I, I can get a lot out of him because of that. But it's also teaching, like, look, the buy-in and, and everything comes back to I need feedback on how you're feeling. I want to know this is the other thing it's their response you know the response of if they tell me what they think happened with their technique what they think happened when the bar was getting into their you know if we're talking about throwers too it's like they just keep going on and on and on it's like dude all i want to know is was that sh like was it shitty or was it easy or was it was it yeah. hard you know like, yes that's it. no yeah i don't need <laughs> to know your life story every set like that's where when someone spews their life story to you, it's like they don't get it. They don't get what this what this is what we're trying to right. do in this set with this with this, you know, pairing of exercises. It was forward. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> forward. It was hard. I'll just correct that again, you know. Yeah. I think 
I think that's like one of the the harder things to get with the with the buy-in is like, um, it's just asking those very simple questions and trying to get a simple response from them. Uh, dude, the other the other hard part too with me is like people who don't put weights in their program, because I'll do it with them while we're training, but I also when I'm writing the next program want to look at the weights. Yeah, and if the weights aren't in there, it's like well, first of all. How do you not write your weights in there when you're an athlete? Like, how do you not track your information? Yeah. And then second of all, it's like, <laughs> like, how, how do you expect someone to build off of this? Like, yeah, there's no you, data. <laughs> your data entry skills are lacking. Very. I have people who have been on a world team who do this. It's like, come on, fill out your program. Thankfully, you get to see it, the numbers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Imagine that being remote and not <laughs> like imagine like He's Alex just, not filling in the way. Yeah, then it's just shooting in the dark. Yeah. Alex will actually fill in very well where it's like, uh, didn't do this, Dane. I saw the sled and didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> With like a wink emoji. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, dude. I hate you. Now I'm going to call you on it when <laughs> yeah. you don't do as well as we want. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sled. Yeah, sled. Well, that's what happened. Oh, man. There's a feeling here for anyone who has read Parabolic Periodization. These are your type two athletes. The I'm talkers. Like, yeah. 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 Socials. Yeah, the socials. Well, they weren't yeah. that then, but yes. Yeah, yeah. They're very social, just like Dane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hate that, don't you? Yeah, I'm not social. All right, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit with this. So you have this resistance, right? Y you know how to – you have it figured out on site, in person. What was one of the ways as a business – you had to figure out explaining auto regulation to people who were buying your stuff online. Dude, that took me a while to figure out, <clears throat> especially if they hadn't been here in person. Um, actually, dude, a good, ex I don't know if you remember Jess Schubach. She was like one of the yeah, first yeah. ones. She was a beast. You know, she snatched over 90. Um, she was like the first one was like, dude, I don't get this. I like, I struggle with this. I just want you to tell me the numbers or write them in the program. And so like, for me, it was like figuring out how to create patterns for them so that they could grasp like, oh, okay. And then it would be, when you did this, I felt better after that at this weight. Or when we did this, I didn't like this because it did this, you know? So then you, you create patterns for them that then they, they, didn't, they didn't like or they did like, depending upon the situation. So as a business that that was hard and it and it was challenging and i didn't know how to use video formatting at all okay you know so like now we have if you buy a program it's literally a video in a pdf of me explaining it and then there's arrows of what reps and sets and how how this means what ramping and static means and so you know with the app coming out we're also working on all of that stuff is like built in by me so it's it's actually with the app we're from a business side we're literally bypassing the education part and just doing it for them and it's basically dane in the barn you know giving them yeah. numbers giving all the numbers you know i'm now, spotting 12 kids on bench and screaming to the people in the corner put this on the bar so it's <laughs> funny you say that i've been training long enough well i 
I haven't been now, but yeah. I was training when she was still training with you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yep. In that time, so I know probably I got a little bit of the benefit, but I remember it was like one sheet, and it was like ramp, go as heavy as you can, static, yeah. all the same weight. Yeah, exactly. That was on the back paper. Yeah, like yeah, auto regulation. Yeah. You choose the weights. Yeah, and like that was that it. Was it. And now, like, you come in, and I, when I stopped, I was at the point where there was a video for every exercise yeah. that you could click on to see it, which was helpful for the accessory movements because that's, you were really getting into the reflexive movement, so it was just, it's easier to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like, even writing it out in the blogs, like, it's a pain. It's right. just like, can it, I just it's take, hard. like, yeah. five pictures? You have to, you have to have sight. Yeah. Um, it, it's just way easier. Anyway. To the point where now it's like I have a visual reference for a movement, which is great because movement, like I want to see something, right. especially, I don't know. I think most athletes can identify with this uh, and decent athletes. Like I was never great, but I'm, I'm yeah. decent. You're like, a I former can, American record holder. Yeah, I can hold my own. But if I see something, I'm more likely to be able to do it. Yeah, you, it like triggers that, that yeah, action. Yeah, like uh, what is that? Is the that mirror the mirror? Neuron. Yeah. yeah, like I can see that yeah that's why i can envision myself being a good dancer and then i can dance well it's yeah. insane I'm i envision myself being a good dancer but then i still can't dance i'm not saying i'm great but, but you're I better than most yeah okay. i will sit there and do it and i'm just like all right how do you look sexy yeah. all right <laughs> let's make it happen and then i just faux do it yeah and it's amazing how well it works <laughs> So that's where the URLs or the the links come into play yeah. with the programming. It just makes me sexy when I lift. <laughs> yeah. Or anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I I think it's important though to note that like you saw that from a business standpoint. Like here's something people don't grasp necessarily easily, right? Right. It's not like you as a how do I say it consumer. Like you have to learn something here to get the most out of this product. Yeah. Yeah. Let me improve that. I'm just. Give me a pat on the back. Look. Yeah, well, I dude, I took me, I, I, I think I took too long though to figure that out. I took a while to figure that out. I mean, I used to like. I think I. To to also be f like like in that case, I also just I didn't really ever really I didn't ever really know anything else. My college coach did use percentages, but dude, half the time I'd look at them and be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so like. <laughs> I, I think You're that such a bad athlete. You were definitely yeah, a type I, two. I was a bad athlete in that regard. You, well, I, I you were a type two. I was a type three who just needed to have controlled. How many be of your controlled? Type, how many of your type threes just say I'm not doing that programming? Jake does that sometimes. All right, one. How many of your type twos? Well, Alex is a three. <laughs> Alex is a three. He's not a two. But. <laughs> Going back to this, I, I you know, I, I actually said this to Jason earlier today where I was like, you know, I'm I'm really, really good at doing the same stuff over and over and over again and it might be very bad. So like in the case of the business, I fixed it. Yeah. But I probably fixed it like two or three years late, even though you were trying to give me a pat on the back. I probably should have done that earlier. I think too the resources were there to. I was do it. using notebook sheets to write programs up until 2017. <laughs> Notebooks, composition paper, sending really? pictures. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, I have. I still have the first program I ever wrote for Alex Rose. It, it was written on composition paper. It said, "Alex, Program One, Road to Rio from 2015." 
That's going to be uh, in your uh, history, the museum that you're going to have. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah. yeah, NFT for that. That'd be cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, but to be fair, it's also important for them. Yeah, know. so now if an athlete gets garage strength programming, there's a whole PDF. Everything that is explained. There's it. links to everything. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. There's zero excuses. Yeah, there's not much thinking. that I shouldn't say there's not much thinking. There's all the resources to be educated. Yeah, that's that's good way to put it. All the resources there to be educated, and you can learn quick. Like, how? There's a part of me that wants to say, not only do you get the program customer, like already built, pre-built. Yeah. You also get this little, like these nuggets of information that are yeah. just like they're and to be totally them. worth it in their own right. Yeah, and he, and the exercises too. Yeah. Just random exercises that you're like, what is this? Oh, damn. All right, finally, what's the long-term benefits of auto-regulating? I think as as athletes age, I mean, in Alex's case, I'll use that because he's, he's 30 now. It's like as you age, you can really just listen to your body a lot more. You get more in touch with with how you feel and how you don't feel. Um, and the more experience you have doing it, the more you understand what your body is telling you. Yeah, and auto-regulation is where it's at. Yeah. Exactly. Anyone who doesn't auto-regulate man you got trust issues <laughs> <laughs> coaching the athlete and athlete and the coach dude i just saw a program from a coach that they had 13 exercises in a weightlifting program they had a c was it two sessions no they went all the way down to f and they had multiples they had two different tri-sets in there they had like three different doubles exercises i'm like what are you trying to accomplish in this session man yeah i, I forgot that i wanted to tell you that i want to look at that if you dude it was why i i can show it to you i just want to see what that is because i'm honest like most of what i learned like dude we do I like five or six and, sets like, follow the template or five or six uh exercises yeah and six if you have six three of those are probably accessory movements yeah like it's yeah. just like you're For chasing a weightlifting pump. specific. Yeah, throwing is pretty much the same. My football guys. So like last night, well, we remember did, towards the end, I was on like that weird hybrid one. Yeah, then we would start that, like when bodybuilding I, stuff. I'll be a little different. Yeah, I was doing press like my. That's fine. My that's press fest days. You'd have me pulling eight, and pressing. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's that's a different type. Yeah, though. even my football guys last night, we did cleans off of the one box. So one box. Then we did one box power cleans to finish. So technically, you could say two, but really one. Then we did single leg squats, and I killed them with a drop set of back squats. Okay. So really four, okay? And then we did uh, hydro weight back extensions with Nordics. So that's six. And, and that that's actually probably high for what we're, we usually yeah, do. Yeah, that seems And like that's with an athlete, not with a weightlifter. 13 exercises for a weightlifter? What are you doing? Crushing their life. Yeah. Squatting's still easy, and I feel like I'm almost a year removed from it. <laughs> not like heavy, but just volume is like yeah, effortless. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm just squatting. I'm not snatching, cleaning, and squatting. Yeah, <laughs> all, all at once. Wow, that's so easy. easy. <laughs> all right. This first one, I am not reading this name because I do not un know that alphabet. Audience uh, questions. Oh, cool. Do you want to see it just to laugh? Yeah. Go ahead. Look at that. This oh, this is Greek. Have fun with this. LOL. This is Greek. 
Will having a big... You were supposed to read the name. I could have read the question. I can't read that. Man. Will having a big back and arms make me a slower, less agile soccer goalkeeper? I'm working out for explosiveness and strength, but of course you gain muscle over time. How do you feel about that, Earl? Will it make you slower? Depends on how you're training the muscles. Yeah, if not not if your back's big. Yeah, your back, like your back could be big because you're doing power cleans and I don't snatches. think that would make you less explosive. Most of the explosion comes from your legs and your hips, right? Yeah. He's not throwing punches. His legs just or his arms just need to be long, I would think. Right. Yeah. No, I think that would be fine. I would be more concerned about mobility if anything if you weren't doing that in regard that would be my thought, right? Right. Because my arms need to get long. As long as my arms don't get shorter. Yeah. I don't play soccer, but I, I imagine a, a soccer goalie benefits being taller, more like built like a yeah. basketball player or a volleyball player because yeah. they can just naturally cover, they cover more, more ground. Yep. Yeah. YouTube community King Neep. How do you strengthen a hamstring strain back to full range of motion and 100% of previous strength at the end stages of recovery? Ooh. Uh, I would do. Why do you not have full ranges of motion anymore? Uh, maybe he. I mean, maybe when he lengthens it, he, it hurts in a certain position. But what I would do is. But I he's at the end of his recovery. What wasn't his? What was his PT doing during well, that? Well, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I would start with band work. Even using there. like chairs like this, you can pull yourself. That's a good start. Oh, like just sitting on. So Dane's on a wheelchair. Yeah, and you just, like a chair with wheels. And he sitting and on pull it, he's just forward. pulling himself forward through his hamstrings. With yeah, it. and then you then you should go, you do anything special with your foot? Like should you heel pull? I like or heel. Should you be heels. like on your okay. More heel. Um, so what is that? Is that the plantar extension? No, you uh, no? dorsiflex. Dorsiflex. Yeah. Here. See, I don't know the fancy words. My yeah. vocabulary is bad. I mean, technically, you're sort of right based off what you said. Plantar extension. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> but yeah. they just call it dorsiflexing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would do that. I would do some some slow sliding hamstring work with like a with the furniture sliders. I would use, um, I do leg curls with a slow eccentric, very slow eccentric. Uh, hamstrings respond really well to slow eccentrics, um, and then I would work in some like dumbbell RDLs or or barbell RDL, and then slowly work into glute ham and then progress into you know by then get back into like nordic curls that yeah. would be my answer i'm waiting for the the progression of the scaled nordic all the way down yeah yeah that'll be good what it, it's like do they have those yet where they exist where you can raise the nordic <laughs> up and down not yet it's patented i think oh is it really <laughs> i don't know Someone else. We'll talk about that later. All right. Am I jumping the gun? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Premature. So you learn about auto-regulation, and you learn how to heal your hamstrings. So auto-regulate your hamstring injuries so that you can prevent them in the future. Wonderful. Until next time. Peace. Bye.